Hello, hello. Welcome back to Go Ahead and Make My Tuesday. Are you ready to take back your mindset, attitude, and overall mental health? Are you tired of allowing others to ruin your day or affect your overall mood? If you said yes, you are in the right place. Every Tuesday morning, I share tips, reminders, and sometimes a good old accountability challenge to help you reclaim your mindset. I want to go back to the basics for today. I want to talk about cultivating habits that promote mental and emotional well-being, as this is crucial for leading a fulfilling and balanced life. No, I'm not going to tell you to cut the sugar out for 21 days or increase your water intake, although both of these certainly are beneficial to our physical, mental, and emotional health. However, I want to talk a little bit more about some habits within our mind that we can do uh, to incorporate into our daily routines that will enhance our mental and emotional health. So let's start with something nice and simple. I know you've heard me mention it before if you've listened to me for any amount of time. Practicing gratitude. Take time each day to reflect on things that you're grateful for. This helps shift your focus from the negativity to positivity. So what could this look like for you? Maybe you have a gratitude jar and you jot down one thing a day that you're thankful for. Maybe it's a journal. I personally like to verbally express two things I'm thankful for in the morning, two things in the afternoon, and two things in the evening. Practicing gratitude can improve your mental and emotional well-being while shifting your focus from a negative aspect to a positive. This leads to reduced stress, increasing happiness, and overall better relationships with others. Who doesn't want that? The next thing we'll mention is mindfulness meditation. Dedicating a few minutes each day to mindfully meditate will help reduce stress, increase self-awareness, and improve emotional regulation. So what is this going to look like? Mindful meditation involves sitting quietly and focusing your attention on the present moment. Often by focusing on your breathing, your bodily sensations, or a specific object. The practice encourages non-judgmental awareness of your thoughts, emotions, and sensations as they arise, helping to cultivate inner peace, reducing stress, improving concentration, enhancing self-awareness, and promoting emotional well-being. It doesn't have to be you excuse yourself from the room or the office for 30 minutes and go sit you know, the typical what you're envisioning meditation being. It can be right where you are, right in that moment, just really consciously thinking about that moment and all that it entails while paying attention to that breath as you really sit there and contemplate and think about that moment specifically. Setting boundaries is going to be another great habit to incorporate. You want to learn to say no when necessary and establish boundaries to protect your time, your energy, and your emotional well-being. Setting boundaries is not selfish. Don't let people make you think that. Setting boundaries involves clearly communicating your needs, your limits, and your expectations to others, and then actually enforcing those 
through interactions, and with your relationships. This might include saying no uh, when you just literally don't have time or you already committed to to self-care and someone asks you to do an errand for you. You know what? It's okay to say no. I already have plans, even if those plans are just for your own well-being. This may also um, include expressing discomfort with certain behaviors. Um, Maybe someone is speaking to you in a condescending way. And let's say they're a person in leadership and you're not comfortable with that. It's okay for you to express that. That's a firm boundary that is perfectly okay for you to set. And then establishing limits on your own time and energy. Again, you don't want to maximize your whole energy space for other people and not have time for yourself or your loved ones. I I think that as a, a mom myself, I personally remember, you know, feeling like I needed to do everything for every group, uh, whether it was booster club or PTO. Uh, plus then I had a job. And so I'm trying to, you know, do all the things with that. A lot of times we quickly overlook the fact that we now have exhausted ourselves, but had little time for our kiddos or our spouse and zero time for ourselves. So setting those boundaries is going to be extremely beneficial. It's going to help you improve your self-esteem, reduce stress. We all need that. It also helps relationships, again, become healthier and better. Increased respect from others and then a greater sense of control over your own life. And that's what part of this is all about, is really gaining control back of, of ourselves. Uh, if you are a mom, or even if you're not, I can imagine it's the same. We tend to lose who we are through being a mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a person in whatever career field you're in and you're wearing multiple hats, we lose ourselves over time and we feel like we don't have any control. The goal is for us to gain control again so that we can figure out who we are and how we can best be our best selves. Setting boundaries is going to be crucial for that. Social connections is going to be another really good habit to create if you don't already. Foster meaningful relationships with friends, family, and community members so that you have that support and companionship as well as a sense of belonging. Now, I don't mean you need to be friends with everybody and go to every social interaction you're invited to. Again, set your own boundaries that you're comfortable with. But having social connections is going to be huge in building and maintaining relationships overall. So this might look like spending a little bit of time with a certain group, um, engaging in meaningful conversation, not just the tiddly little BS that we tend to to throw back and forth, but really having meaningful conversations with people, providing support for other people when they are going through a challenge, but then also allowing people to do that for you, as well as celebrating successes. The benefits of social connections includes reducing feelings of loneliness, increasing happiness, improved mental health, 
And then really greater resilience to stress. And again, that sense of belonging and connection. Overall, that gives us a better quality of life. The last one I want to share with you today is practicing self-compassion. So many times I hear people say, oh, it's okay. She's human. She didn't mean to, or we all make mistakes. Yet that same person beats themselves up for something they did, even though they're human too. And we all make mistakes, right? So many times we don't practice self-compassion with ourselves. I'm guilty. So this is definitely one of the, the habits I'll be working on myself. But really being kind and understanding towards yourself during challenging times and recognizing that nobody is perfect. Do we want to be? Absolutely. Is it possible? Absolutely not. So practice giving yourself that self-compassion, giving yourself grace. You're being kind to yourself. You're ditching that negative self-talk. You're understanding and accepting of your struggles and failures. This includes being mindful of your own suffering, recognizing that imperfection is part of the human experience, and offering yourself the same compassion you would offer to a friend in a similar circumstance. I might add a coworker, a peer, doesn't have to be necessarily a friend, a family member, anyone in your circle that you would offer compassion to, you need to do that to yourself as well. The benefits of self-compassion, certainly it reduces self-criticism and negative self-talk to ourselves. It increases our resilience. It improves our emotional well-being. It also helps us motivate ourselves to learn and grow from our setbacks. And it enhances our overall self-esteem and self-acceptance. So I want to challenge you to really think about these things. I only covered a handful, what, five? four or five today, I want you to really think about those in the coming week and consciously make an effort to work on those. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that something I said resonated with you. I do hope that you'll find me on Facebook or Instagram, subscribe and share, or even send me an email with your favorite takeaway or subject that you want to hear about. But ultimately, go to that Facebook page, find me on Facebook or Instagram, and let me help you by holding you accountable. So try for 21 days to work on these five factors. And then let's see what the, what the outcome is. What's the worst thing can happen? You're a little bit nicer to yourself. You've improved a relationship here or there. Or at minimum, your thought process was a little more positive than typical. So it definitely can't hurt. Again, subscribe and share. Find me on Facebook, Instagram. I'll have all the links in the description. I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, the choice really is yours, whether it's going to be an amazing week or not so great. We'll see you next week. Have a great one.